What's up, everybody? This is Ian. You're here with F yeah F1. I'm with my buddy Ryan Silverstein. F yeah F1. Oh my goodness gracious! And we are getting ready for the French Grand Prix at the Circuit de Paul Ricard. And the question on everyone's mind is: Lewis Hamilton fucking the blonde? <laughs> I like that we don't know her name, and I'm afraid to learn it because I feel like saying her name specifically will just make <laughs> everything worse. I feel like it does as well. And if we say the blonde, like it could be any blonde, but we all but know. we all know who you mean. We all know. We all know. She's his life guide. She's his support team. She's yeah. uh she's like his uh his Gandalf. Yeah. He needs a toe to suck on. <laughs> she fucking takes off her sock, you know what I mean? That's how it goes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Oh man, buddy, how are you? How how excited are you for the French Grand Prix? I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm pumped that we got three race weeks in a row. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Like this, to me, this three race stretch is like, I mean, it could determine the championship ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. This is huge. I mean, like this three race stretch, uh, as we kind of are getting closer and closer to summer break, um, is absolutely a game changer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is going to really set the uh, set the bar for how teams kind of progress uh, like into the second half of the season, what changes they're going to make. Cause at this point we'll have seen every style of racetrack. We'll have seen some of the fast ones. We'll see the, the street races, how everybody performs at different ones and changes uh, changes across the board are going to have to be made. But that's going to lead me into my first question. Ryan, why uh, is everybody against the Circuit de Paul Ricard French Grand Prix? So uh, I, I did not know. We were, ta- we were chatting, you know, uh, over text as we do. Um, and I, I didn't know why either. But apparently it's mostly for two reasons. Mm. So the first reason is one that does not affect us. Uh, at least not yet apparently but that circuit is like a bitch to get in and out of traffic wise it's just terrible oh really that's mm-hmm. why everybody doesn't like it because it's hard to get to yeah that's one of the reasons <laughs> uh, but, but it's like hard to leave like I, I know you've been to the indy 500 before i've been to nascar races before and like we always just like chill out after the race because otherwise you just sit in in traffic as everyone's trying to get out of the parking yeah. lot uh so apparently it's pretty bad. And then second of all, it's the, um, because this is like a test circuit, like the whole area is like a big test track complex. Uh, it has huge run out areas. Um, so people are like, oh, it's not exciting because if a driver makes a mistake, they're still on like the, the run out area. It's not like they're going into gravel or they're going into the barriers. And then in those run out areas, they have those big, gigantic like, yeah, the, colored lines. They're like grit stripes yeah. right yeah right they, they will rip up your tire if you go like mm-hmm. too fast over them so like there is like a penalty but people also just don't like the way they look on tv what dude that's crazy that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i purposefully <laughs> when i knew you were going to kind of look up why people don't like it i was like all right i'm not going to look this up and in my head it was like well, maybe people think it's boring but like how can it be boring with those big long straights and like i think it's a great shaped track mm-hmm. um it's got that cool like fish hook 
thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's got that like, and <laughs> and I like that they had to kind of slow it down in the middle because that straightaway was just too ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, the turns seem kind of wide, and that's cool. And I love the stripes; I think it looks really neat. I think it looks cool. I it, it like, I mean, anything that runs, reminds me of the uh, Speed Racer movie, I'm down with. Yeah. But, like that certainly counts. Yeah, so. it's like it's like the French made their Grand Prix track like an art piece, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's so rad. Yeah. All right. Well, now that you say that, I am more excited for it. And fuck everybody (laughs) doesn't like it. Uh, Also crazy that this is like not Alpine's home range. Like I just assumed that they were based in France, but they're actually based in the UK. Really? Mm -hmm. Are there? I don't. There's definitely no French teams. Um, Right. Renault Alpine would have been the only one because, like, they're owned by a French team, but the team is actually based in Oxfordshire. Has there ever been a French F1 team? I'm curious about that. Because, I mean, like, I guess Renault, but, like. Yeah, and that is that is Renault. I'm looking at the, like, there's a lot yeah, of. But, but Renault is, is are, so is Renault considered, uh, are they considered um, a French team or are they? an english team with just a french name they are so the way that at least wikipedia describes it they are owned by the french automotive company group renault which Ah. was rebranded as alpine got it okay so the oh the engine side of the team so the the chassis and managerial side is based in oxfordshire the engine part of the team is based in a suburb of paris Uh aha they're like it. half French. That makes sense. Um, um, I'm just looking at uh, French Grand Prix drivers and champions. Alan, I, mean, I was looking at constructors. Uh, LaRousse yeah. was one from 87 to 94. I clicked on their name because it looked French. Yeah, that's, that's a good guess. Alan uh, Prost drove for McLaren in 1980. Mm-hmm. Alan Prost, obviously won a ton of races um cool well there we are french french drivers um so uh before we get into the rest of the french grand prix questions i have a couple of news items i wanted to go go that's over with yeah that's where we're going here uh so continue on the theme of alpine uh ocon contract yeah. extended three years yeah that's great Our boy ocon i'm, I'm so, so happy for him yeah. yeah, dude. I uh because and I, I especially love Ocon because when we when you and I kind of got into Formula One was with the 2019 2018 season yeah. of um Drive to Survive that Ocon drove in and then did not get a seat for 2019. Uh which was obviously heartbreaking for him. Uh, he became the backup driver for Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly learned a lot and then drove last year for Renault with Danny Ricardo. Uh, I think learned more from Danny. Uh, and this year uh, has been, you know, under the tutelage of, uh, you know, obviously one of the greatest Formula One drivers ever. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Fernando Alonso, and is currently 
12th in the points, like one point behind Fernando Alonso and, and not, you know, not too, too far, not a shocking amount out of, uh, out of the top 10, but is ahead of Lance Stroll and Yuki Tsunoda, um, which is saying a lot. So I, uh, I am super pumped that he has a ride for the next few years. Um, I think it's great that he's got that contract with Alpine. I really hope Alpine becomes a, a solid midfield fighting team. Agreed. And I ask you, as a follow-up to that question, I think it's pretty obvious that Fernando will not be driving there for the next three years. Who does? So if I had to guess right now, based on absolutely nothing at all, uh, I could see the 2022 Alpine team being Ocon and Albon. Oh, shit. Oh, good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Albon's a good one. Earlier, I said uh, Gasly. I wouldn't be surprised if Gasly moved yeah, over it, to Alpine. It could, it could be Gasly. I don't know. I, I'm curious as to what Gasly's deal over at AlphaTauri is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like just what his sense. contract is, what how that team is operating. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't see him going back to that Red Bull seat. Even if I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I wouldn't be super surprised to see Gasly go to Alpine and um, uh, and him go back to uh, AlphaTauri. Um, Alban go back to AlphaTauri. But I was also, I mean, I, I don't want to, change subjects too hard because i was like oh, i wonder if mick schumacher goes to alpine but i don't think he's going to and i think i know exactly where he is going to go interesting mm-hmm. where do you think mick schumacher is going to go i think he's going to go to aston martin and take seb's seat i mean yeah one german for another i can see that yeah i think yeah. seb will be done um That's maybe point. not maybe not this year but uh you know his his time's coming. I think Seb is is about done being a race car driver, uh, at least in Formula One, and I think that that Mick is gonna hop right on into that seat, and he's gonna Seb is gonna hundred percent be like, yeah, man, get in here. Unless he goes to Kimmy's seat first. No, I think he'll hold out. I think, think he'll so? hold out. Yeah, I mean, who wants to drive for Alfa Romeo? You know, if you're Mick Schumacher. I mean, right. I'd still rather drive for them than Haas if those are my two choices. I would rather drive my Honda Civic than drive for Haas. So, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I would beat a Haas. Um, that's not true. No. Um, no, not even close. I mean, if Nikita was driving. Yeah, maybe. It would be pretty close. It'd be pretty close. <laughs> It'd be pretty close. I'd be like, yo, dude, I'm keeping up. I'm on like Bluetooth talking to you and shit. You're like, whoa. Uh, yeah, man. Super pumped for him. I think that's great. What else you got in the news for us? Yeah, so I got uh, an IndyCar item. <sighs> did you see this? I did, and I'm so happy. Say it to me out loud, though. Kevin Magnuson, Roman Grosjean, back together again on the grid at IndyCar. Uh, Magnuson is stepping in the drive for McLaren uh, because... Um, Felix Rosenquist uh, got injured. I didn't see how, what his injury was. 
Um, uh, but still, very cool. Um, it's really it's really cool to see. I feel like Fernando Alonso um, has really bit like because he's been working with McLaren. McLaren has teams in both F1 and IndyCar. I feel like there's a bit more of a an overlap and like a relationship between the two leagues and there has been the past couple of years. Um, you know, I know uh, Patricia O'Ward uh, is going to get to drive a McLaren F1 uh, car at some point after the season ends and some kind of, you know, just to test them out and see how he does, which is pretty cool. So, oh, yeah. you know, I love that McLaren is just using the world of racing as their like farm team for F1. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm so tired. I can't remember anybody's name um, that runs the whole thing. Uh, our boy. Zach Brown. Zach Brown, man. He's, he's got his finger on the pulse and he understands like what's so cool about Zach Brown to me is he seems so like if Zach Brown hit me up and was like, Hey dude, like come hang out at my place for the weekend. We're going to go like eat a bunch of food and drink a bunch of beer and like just fucking cool it for a few days. I'd be like, yeah, bro. A hundred percent. Like absolutely. Like he seems so not pretentious. He doesn't seem like an F1 guy at all. He seems like a guy that fucking loves cars and mm-hmm. loves racing. I'm, I'm telling you, cause I know that we're both, you know, we're both big movie guys. He is the John Favreau of F1. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's that you guy. Know? that's just like, I love this shit. And I like, love the shit. I'm, I, 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 there's nothing else in my life. I would rather be doing. Yeah. Like even when I have bad days here, it's still not that bad. It's a great day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, His worst day is still a great day. His worst day is better than my best day. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, Uh, I also forgot or didn't remember, I guess that, uh, that came out, got a podium with McLaren back in 2014 in F1. Yeah. Yeah, man. K mag was up there. Yeah. And, uh, I think he's going to do great. Did you see the video? Speaking of, uh, Groshan, did you see the, Oh, you did. Uh, see the yeah. video of him being an absolute badass and putting out the fire in his own car what just i mean i i feel like he, he's he's had like a cinderella story in our eyes we're like we went like when we started this podcast when we started watching drive to survive we we're like oh god Rojan, like yeah you keep, keep screwing up you're not doing things right and now i'm like Grosjean's one of my guys like yeah i'm just gonna keep an eye on the for him for the rest of his career I think he's a chill dude. Like he just seems like a good guy. Yeah, and it's, and like as soon as as soon as I found out that like all the drivers love him and he sticks up for them, and then like they all kind of you know like even though he kind of drove like a dick a lot and caused a lot of accidents and stuff, he still seems like a stand up guy and uh, and is a hell of a race car driver. Uh, so I'm yeah I'm a I I stand Roman Grosjean. Yeah, and his wife I, seems cool as shit. Yeah, dude, fuck yeah. I I really hope that he starts going on ovals because uh, if you and me, when you and me go to the 500 next year, it would be rad as shit to see Grosjean and K Mag racing dude, in the 500. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd I'd freak out. I'd be like, oh shit, like they're here, <laughs> they're really here. <laughs> they're I mean, 
Yeah. It's like that uh that Christmas commercial with the M&Ms and Santa Claus. Oh like, yeah. They do it. Exist. Exist. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. And like and it's funny because so many American people would be like yeah, some French guy, like who cares? And it's like no no no. No, yeah. no. That's Romain Grosjean. That's that is the man on he, fire. He is a phoenix. Yeah. And you, and a, you show him respect. Yeah, it just starts <laughs> smacking people. You get in line to see that man. We in line now for him. You say bonjour, you mean it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, dude. I love it. I'm super excited about it. Um, um so so two two more items the first one uh mm-hmm. i don't have a lot to say but i need to share the uh jalopnik.com headline for the results of pirelli's investigation into I didn't see the, this. uh rear tire failures yeah um, here's their headline pirelli's investigation of pirelli concludes that pirelli was not at fault fuck <laughs> uh, they found nothing concurrent with debris uh nothing matching what they consider a like a defect to the tire they blamed red bull and aston martin and both of those teams were like uh dudes we did exactly what you told us to do yeah yeah like they weren't beyond tire life they were going straight and they didn't hit anything they were following the recommended pressure like but that's the thing they changed the pressure this year they they lowered the pressure this year and they they lowered it from friday to sunday yeah, yeah, and then they use the softer compound. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. How fuck Pirelli, so, dude? Yeah, um, but I, I do love that the, the the picture for this news article is Max Verstappen kicking uh, his tire. Yeah, that's gonna be a meme forever, and oh, I'm yeah. so okay with it. I'm so okay with it. Um, I'll tell you what: if Pirelli has another bad couple of weeks here, then I guarantee. We're gonna hear some news over the summer break about oh, yeah. about who is gonna be. Did you see uh, Firestone's tweet? I did. <laughs> Just totally <laughs> roasting them. There was one. Uh, some one of the Indy car drivers was like, "Oh, I never have a problem when I use Firestone tires." <laughs> yeah, dude. It was like, oh shit! Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow. I mean, not that they haven't fucked up tires in the past and other, of course, other of leagues course. too. But you know. yeah, Goodyear, they've all they've all <laughs> fucked them up, man. But but if who boy, like they they went. I love the I love the snark of the tire industry. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I I love it because it's one of those things that like you know that there's like a ton of super smart people that work for these tire manufacturers and like that's all they think about twenty four seven. Oh yeah, and I just love how it just comes out as this petty Twitter nonsense. Yeah, well, it's because they have one dude who's sold. <laughs> he's like, they're like, you're the social media manager, and he's like, all right, cool. And they're like, yeah, you have to make us look good and better than those guys. And he's like, cool, I can say whatever I want. And they're like, yeah, don't curse. He's like, okay, it just trashes Pirelli real quick. Like, <laughs> uh, and then there's a new, some new protocols around the tire blankets, the tire pressures are going to be closely monitoring it, blah, 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 blah. We still really don't know what happened. Yeah, they don't, fuck them, you know. Whatever. All right, and the last thing, which this could be one of your questions, I don't know, but I just figured I should make it its own item. The rumors around Valtteri Bottas, George Russell and their future. It is not one of my questions, but boy, oh boy, do <laughs> I think about it every single day. 
Ryan, I will ask you the same thing that I've asked you every week for the last two years. What's going to happen? I, so I think Bottas is going to finish the season. I think. But I think, but if that doesn't happen, I feel like it'll be a summer break thing. Because. I mean, it would have to be a summer break thing. They're not going to, they're not going to Red Bull him, you know? Right, right. But we know that, like, you know, Terminator, Toto Wolf has been raising George Russell since he was an infant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Linda Carter, Terminator 2, he's been training this kid to win F1 races. Can we start calling George Russell John Connor? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He's John Connor. He's here to save the future of Mercedes. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love it. You uh, going? going. <laughs> so if if Bottas doesn't finish the rest of the season, that's when it'll happen. Um, and I think George proved last year that he can jump into that Mercedes car and kick ass. Yeah, he passed Bottas. Yeah, he he actually caught up to and passed Valtteri Bottas and almost won the race. Like George, damn near won. Uh, yeah, I think that if Valtteri Bottas gets announced as the Mercedes number two driver for next year, I, I think that would be the most unbelievable thing. That's, I, yeah, I think, I think him being at Mercedes and George not being at Mercedes in 2022 is the most unbelievable thing I can think of. Like, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that yeah i really can't think of anything that would be more absolutely unbelievable than that but on the other hand so just like taking a step back and just thinking about the state of mercedes as it is right now they're in a perilous position so one they're not totally dominating this season like they have the past five seasons two you know lewis seems to be doing a year-to-year contract thing where every year he's going to be like do I want to continue driving F1? Do I want to do other stuff? And like, we know that he wants to have his contract signed for next year by the end of this month. Yeah. Before summer break. Before summer break. He, want, like, he wants that done and Knox, we can stop thinking about it. He's coming back 2022. Mm-hmm. Regulations are changing. Bottas is only on a one-year contract. Bottas said before that he wanted his next contract to be a multi-year contract. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes any sense for Bottas and Mercedes to stay together at this point. A hundred percent. For either one of them. Like, I don't yeah. think it's the best move for Bottas. I don't think it's the best move for Mercedes. Yeah. Furthermore, Bottas has driven for Williams in the past. So, and I think, I honestly think Bottas could do a lot of good for Williams, the way that we've seen Seb do a lot of good for Aston Martin so far this season. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know. I feel like we see... I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Valtteri leave entirely and go to the supercar circuit uh, and start, start doing uh, endurance races, yeah, or yeah. go to the IndyCar circuit, like, I really wouldn't be surprised to see either of those things happen. I feel like he'd be really good at endurance races. 
I think he'd be fucking great at it. I think yeah. he'd be great at it. Um, um the, because the he's other, got that slow and steady is, mentality, you know. Right. Yeah. Um the, and the other thing too is like talking about the future, the, the point I didn't quite get to with the future of Mercedes, just because I was dragging it out, uh, is I feel like you know, you look around at Red Bull, uh, they have a their top driver is a is very young, Max Verstappen. You know, he's 13 years old. Yeah. You have uh, he's paired with Sergio Perez, who will stick around as long as they want him to stick around. Uh, and then you've got the youngest Ferrari lineup in 40 years, let's say. Yeah. So Mercedes feels like I, I feel like they need some sort of injection of youth to like start the changeover into whatever the post Lewis Hamilton era is. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, uh, I think George is the guy and everybody Mm -hmm. knows it. Who else is going to be there? I mean, if it's, if it's George and Lewis next year, uh, that really wouldn't surprise me. Um, Especially If, if Lewis loses the championship this year. Uh, I think that he is the kind of guy that's going to go out with a championship. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose this year, come back and win next year, uh, win the, the championship and then be like, okay, I'm done. Like I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Yeah. And I think the most likely person to take the other Mercedes seat just got snapped up because I think it was Ocon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good call. Um, I like, would be. I, I feel like this Ocon contract for Alpine is trying to protect, keep him from going to Mercedes in the future. Yeah. Yeah. How fucking bananas <laughs> would it be if uh, Gasly goes to Mercedes and beats Red Bull? Are Frenchmen allowed to drive for Germans? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, I, I, I just really cannot wrap my head around like pierre and all black yeah like I mean, at the very would... least his his race suit would have to have like the white and black stripes going across. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> Ooh. Mm. yeah. Being, being in a striped suit and working for the germans is not uh it's not, not a, a good, good look. look not a good look buddy how <laughs> <laughs> you want that you want there's this it'll be fine have you ever seen uh faulty towers no so it's it's like one two it's like 12 episodes british sitcom with john cleese playing the just constantly flabbergasted owner of a hotel Mm -hmm. uh and there's an episode called the germans where there's like like two german couples like staying at the hotel and he's just like don't whatever you do like don't mention the war and then like he can't like help himself but like constantly be bringing it up and at one point he's like he, he gets like a leg cramp. So he's like accidentally like goose stepping around the hotel. And like, the <laughs> like, it's so, it's so, it's so fucking funny. That's amazing. Um, but uh, is brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the future, I think that future is, is wide open. And, you know, I think Ferrari has, has their shit locked down mm-hmm. uh, with Charles and Carlos. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see Checo going anywhere anytime soon especially Mm -hmm. after having a big win uh i yeah man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be exciting that that leads us into race week buddy hell yeah i'm so pumped for race week i cannot wait um 
I like this track. I don't know what everybody else is talking about. I think they're all nuts. But uh, we have uh, some really exciting stuff to look forward to. Yeah, so I have my first question for you. Uh, before we do that, I was oh, just going to sure. spout some information about the Formula One Emirates Grand Prix de France 2021. Go because we have to formally say the, the name. We do. At the circuit, Paul Ricard. Uh, we have two DRS zones, uh, as usual. Um, circuit length is 5.842 kilometers, uh, 53 laps, 309.69 kilometers. Do you know who has the lap record? I'm going to guess it's Sebastian Vettel. That's exactly right. Do you know what year? 2014? No. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, no. Think about when he was driving a car that got determined to be illegal. Oh, was it 2018? 19. 2019? 19. Yeah. yeah. When Ferrari could still fly. Yeah. One minute, 32.740. Uh, yeah, so. Those were the days. Yeah, right. Uh, I think this is a cool track. I think it's a good looking track. I, I kind of really like tracks that are, are super long and mm-hmm. skinny, like, like have look, have like that hairpin look as opposed to like a round look, you know, like, like yeah. Australia, Australia is like a super round track. France mm-hmm. is like, it's a very long track. Um, it's like you go all the way down one way. You do a couple of weird corners. You come all yep, the way back the other way. way. You yeah. do some, some more weird corners. Yeah. That, yeah. That last turn before the start finish line, turn 15. Yeah, dude. Looks nuts. Because it almost looks like it, because it's a it's a hairpin that's it's one of those that's like almost like a 180. Yeah, yeah. And it slows you down so much. And then like mm-hmm. you just start on the gas, and then turn one is a 90 degree turn into a number another 90 degree turn. Like it's it's an insane track. Um that is is clearly not easy to drive um and i kind of do like that there that there's big runoff areas because that Mm -hmm. means that ideally less cars will like you know in monaco you you screw up you go into a wall and you're out of the race and there's a red flag exactly in this like you kind of go off and there's like a brief yellow and then you come back onto the track your tires are no worse for wear but uh, you at least are still in the race. And so mm-hmm. ideally that's kind of, uh, that's in my opinion, pretty ideal for me. Uh, so uh, the race is at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, track time 3 p.m. in France, uh, the south of France, beautiful south of France. Uh, and now we are getting into questions. What is your first question for me? All right, so the last race there was 2019. We didn't have a French Grand Prix last year, thanks to COVID. Uh, in that race, the qualifying top three were Lewis, Valtteri, Charles. Mm-hmm. Final race order, Lewis, Valtteri, Charles. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, will the podium be the same as the starting grid this time? <sighs> no. No, I'm going to say no. Um, and the reason for that is because I think that uh, this track 
in 2019, this track is all about straight line speed. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, I think that that had a much bigger difference than it does this year. You know, some regulations have changed. Cars are a lot more similar. Um, but uh, no, I think that uh, the the top three will be fast in qualifying. Uh, but I think I think probably only one out of the top three qualifiers will be on the podium. Yeah, and, and I think you're totally right about that straight line speed too, because uh, in 2019, Lewis uh, finished an hour and 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bottas was 18 seconds behind him. Charles was less than a second behind Bottas. Oh, wow. Uh, and then Max was uh, another like almost 18 seconds back from Charles. Yeah. Uh, and then Seb was a half minute, but I, I feel like because he had the fastest lap of the race as well as setting that, that record. So I, mm-hmm. I imagine it's one of those things where he stopped for tires. Yeah. The fastest lap, whatever. But that shows you how fast the Ferrari was that year and how slow Red Bull was on straight line speed in comparison to those two other teams. And I agree with you. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be uh, a different game this year. Uh, and so my first question to you, uh, is this going to be a boring race? Kind of like what you just asked. Uh, will we see a lot of the same? Will, will we see the pretty much the qualifying order finish? Here's what I'm going to say. Even if there are very few overtakes. I don't think the race will be boring because the championship is so close. It just feels impossible because I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for all three of these next races because, like, unless Lewis wins the next two and Max DNFs in two of them, like, uh, the race is going to be exciting because I'm just trying to figure out where everyone's going to be at the standings at the end of it. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you said that because next to it, I wrote trick question. <laughs> because there is no boring race this year. Hell yeah. Well done. Ten Thank point. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. My next question to you. Will Bottas podium? Oh, motherfucker. My next question is, <laughs> will Bottas be in the top 10? I think he'll be safely in the top 10. I think, I think in the top 10, yes. Podium, no. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I don't think he's going to podium. I think he finishes in fifth or sixth. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think if he's eighth or below, he gets lashings. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he, if, if, if he finishes that low, he's, he's got to be the one putting umbilical cords in the blender for Toto Wolf. <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> oh shit this is amazing <laughs> oh so that was so we kind of covered both questions so i ask you now does danny rick have a comeback this this weekend i think he has to mm-hmm. i think he's in the hot seat um i do think ferrari's gonna have a very good weekend yeah, uh, but I think this is where he needs to finish, right behind or ahead of Lando. 
I think he has to finish ahead of Lando this week. Um, I think there's no offense or buts about it. And, and it can't be like, you know, Lando, they blow a pit stop or whatever. Right. And Lando's in 14th and Danny's in 12th. Like, no, no, right. no. Like, Danny has to finish in the top six, in my opinion. Um, he has to have a really strong showing here. Uh, fortunately, McLaren has that straight line speed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which will be interesting to see against Ferrari. I think Ferrari has the corners, but McLaren has the straight line, and this is a this is a big old straight line track. So we'll see what happens. Um, I like to think that this weekend, especially after the last two, uh, I think this weekend is the weekend we really see Danny Rick show up and be Danny Ricardo. Uh, so I say yes. Do you concur? I concur. Um, And as a follow-up to that, the question Mm -hmm. that we always ask each other every week, uh, will Ferrari pull further ahead of McLaren? Uh, You know, I I think so. Um, I think that... uh, I think that, honestly, something I can foresee happening is... um, I see Danny Ricardo becoming more comfortable with and, and better with um, the car he's in. Uh, he's too smart of a driver not to. Uh, I know that the road courses were really difficult for him, but I think he really comes back with a vengeance here um, and, and really makes good use of the, the McLaren the way that it should be. Uh, and I think that that will cause some of the same issues with Lando that Danny Rick had with Max a few years ago when he was with Red Bull. Because Max was a lot more hot-headed, a lot younger, mm-hmm. still trying to take over the whole world. Um, and, you know, and they ended up tangling a lot. And it was a big issue. Uh, I think this, it was sort of the same thing that happened with Seb and Charles, where, you know, you have an older guy who is really, really good and mm-hmm. a young gun who wants to win every single race and win the championship in their first season. And it results in somebody being too risky. So it kind of goes with what we were saying. I think Lando is going to start to feel the pressure of Danny Ricardo. Uh, I think that is going to result in him making mistakes. Uh, And I think that those mistakes are what is going to make the calm consistency of Ferrari pull ahead of them. I I can't disagree with anything you said. I think that's a very, very good analysis. Uh, I hope we see Danny Rick get a podium with McLaren. Uh, before the end of the year, hopefully before I think the we summer will. break. I think we will. I think we will too. I, and I'm very excited for it. Um, all right. So, uh, oh, yeah, you know, you speaking have... of speaking of Danny, uh, I saw that this past week, uh, back, uh, yeah, Baku was the first time a Red Bull driver other than Max Verstappen had won since mm-hmm. Danny won Monaco. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, what's your next question? Uh, who, who's your driver to watch this weekend? Ooh, 
I haven't even thought about that. Um, I kind of want to say Danny. But, um, yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, I I kind of want to say that the. Yeah, let me let me really think though. Yeah, I I think. I think Danny Ricardo is my guy to watch this this uh, this week. He's. I think his times are coming, um, and I think it's coming fast. Uh, I was going to say Danny, so just in the interest of saying mentioning somebody else, uh, I'm going to say Sebastian Vettel. I'm really curious to see awesome. what he does after coming off, you know, a great race in Baku. Last time he was here, like we said, he set a lot. I mean, in that two Ferrari. great races because he had a stellar race the week before too. Right. Yeah. So I feel like Seb's having a moment, and I'm curious to see if that'll translate outside of street circuits. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm super happy you said that. Uh, that leads into my next question, uh, which is a follow-up to what you asked. Uh, Aston Martin, Alpine, or AlphaTauri? Because right now, in the points, uh, AlphaTauri has 39, Aston Martin has 37, Alpine has 25. I'm going to say AlphaTauri. This week, Alpha Tauri, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Go on. Tell me more. Uh, I I just have this feeling that Pierre Gasly at his home race is just going to make some magic happen. You think Yuki's going to show up? I think Yuki's going to show up. I think, you know, I actually think he did pretty well in Baku. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think street circuits are really tough. He had, you know, he had never been there before. I think this is the kind of course that he's a lot more familiar with. And I think having being shook up and then getting some, you know, let's say more attention from the uh, Alphatari team behind the scenes, a new coach and everything. I think, I think he'll be ready to show up. I agree with you. Uh, Something that I think about these younger guys that they have against the older guys that I'm starting to kind of learn more and more, um, is the G-forces and the pressure on their neck and head. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause while I think some of the guys, older guys are used to it. I mean, I know my shit hurts all the time and I don't take corners at six G's or three G's or, you know, like I don't, right. I don't go from 200 to 60 in less than a second. Um, and what I saw with Yuki because Monaco isn't a fast track. Mm-hmm. There's really, other than the tunnel, there's really no fast part of Monaco. Um, so the G-forces aren't terrible. But Baku, where Yuki did significantly better, is a very fast track mm-hmm. that also has, you know, very sharp corners, really tight slowdowns. Um, and so I think, you know, these younger guys can kind of take that neck pressure and head pressure a little bit more. Um, and that's going to show here in this very fast, like we were talking about before, super fast, a few really tight, quick corners, and then super fast again. And it's just that over and over. Um, I think that the younger guys can take the pressure and I think Yuki can handle that. I think he's, uh, I think he's a little insane. Yep. Um, I think he uh, is definitely, a uh a a fucking crazy person 
Um, and I think that he doesn't give a shit about his neck. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, a regular. Um, uh, I had it and I lost it. There's some sports movie I was going to. About necks? Uh, no, just about crazy and like. Is it uh, the one with Sylvester Stallone where he's an arm wrestler and turns his hat around? Uh, no, but it should be. Yeah, cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, so you kind of are dismissing Aston Martin here uh, and the name that we really haven't heard much of this year, which is Lance Stroll. Oh. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I think if I was going to rank those three teams, for even just for this weekend, I would put it in points order. So I do think that Aston Martin's going to have a better weekend than Alpine mm-hmm. overall. I think they're a stronger team. Uh, I think I think Aston Martin is going to continue to get better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know that I have that same confidence in Alpine. I feel like they're still figuring things out. I feel like they're working really hard on next year. Um, so but, but that's where I'm at. Right on. Right on. I can't disagree with you. I, I kind of want to, but I don't think I can. I like um, him. You know, I hope he does well. Yeah. So uh, with that question, Aston Martin, Alpine, or Alpha Tauri, uh, surprise, surprise, is my wild card. And my wild card is that I think one of those teams, specifically Alpha Tauri, is on the podium. This will this will come up again. Ooh, that's all I'm gonna say. That's my wild card. Okay, right. uh, I think is that all my questions. I have one more, but it's sort of uh, so you go. All right, uh, I, I'm I'm out of questions. If you have one more, you can. I have one more, there. and it's a it's a simple one. Do we see a red flag? No, no, I don't think so. No, I agree. I don't think we see a red flag. I, I think we this see a yellow, of, maybe a safety car, but I don't think we yeah, see Yeah, this is the kind of track where if we see a red flag, something really horrible has happened. Yeah, yeah. Something something had to have shut down everything. Yeah, um, or a car like crashed in the pit lane kind of thing yeah, where like yeah, yeah. they just have to shut down the cleaning up. Right. Or Pirelli is causing more issues. Or, yeah, or Pirelli's <laughs> tires all explode yeah. uh, on site. All right, so on Friday, qualifying, mm-hmm. who has pole position? Max Verstappen. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking a real wild card on this one. Whoa. Lando. You think Lando gets the pole? I think Lando gets the pole. Holy shit, dude. That's insane. That's insane, and I love it. I'm so (laughs) glad you said that. Wow. Lando. I just think there's... I I, I just feel like we need... Like, something crazy is going to happen. And I feel like Lando's Lando's a crazy boy. Wow. That's insane. I like that. I'm I'm very happy you said that. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, are we bad. doing? I said, I said Friday, but uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I got you. Are we doing uh, fastest lap and driver of the day? Uh, we can, if you want. Do, do you want to do that before we do podium? Yeah, for sure. I think right. we should build up to it. Right. Uh, fastest lap 
I think is Checo. Nice. Um, uh, fastest lap, uh, I'm going to say is Max. Cool. Okay. And then uh, driver, driver of the day, I'll go first for this one. I'm going to say it's uh, Pierre Gasly. Pierre. Mm-hmm. Pierre. I see where we're going here. Oh, yeah. I see where we're going. Uh, I think in an effort to be different, I'm going to say... <laughs> um, You know what? I'm going to say Carlos Sainz. We'll be talking about Carlos again. <sighs> I love this so much. I love this <laughs> game so much. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So All we're right. on to podiums. We're on the podium. Uh, uh, how are we doing this? Do you want to do... do, you do three, two, one? Yeah, yeah. But are we both doing three, both doing two, both doing one? Actually, no. We should start with one because I feel like three is where things get more yeah. interesting you're right you're right you're right all right so i'm, I'm gonna call max wins uh i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna agree with you i think max wins the race i'm gonna say lewis takes second interesting it's not what i want i think it's gonna happen uh-huh um i'm gonna say No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I just in good in good faith I can't do it. I um shit. I'm gonna start playing the Jeopardy theme. This is hard. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I go back. I take it back. I take it back. I think Lewis wins. I think Max is oh, Lewis second. wins. All right. Yeah. All right, all right. I think Max is second. Lewis can't not do shit for two races and then come back and not win the race. Oh. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Mercedes is going to fuck up a pit stop. Oh, my God. If Mercedes <laughs> fucks up a pit stop, you will and it'll literally... Be like, it'll be like a four... You know, it'll be like a 3.9 second stop. Toto will literally do that thing where uh, that, that Denzel Washington did in American Gangster where he just walks over and shoots somebody in the middle of the pit no, lane. He will do like a Mortal Kombat style fatality where he will rip someone's spine uh, out of their body. <laughs> just everybody's like, oh shit. And then like, but you see all the Mercedes Total people kind of turn their backs and yeah, right? Nobody, nobody, I didn't see him. I didn't see him do anything. Nope. Oh no, he must have gotten hit by shrapnel. <laughs> Flying debris, races, uh, you never know. All right, so my number three on the podium, Pierre Gasly. Yeah, dude, I uh, I have to agree. I think Wait. Gasly gets third place on the podium. God. Yeah, man. I, it's uh, going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fucking bananas. I'm so glad that that was a thing for you. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, I was thinking about it all day. I was like, Pierre Gas is getting on this podium. Yeah, Honda has uh, new engines for this week. Yeah, they got next. Well, it's it's next year's engines. Yeah, next year's engines all this week. So yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Might, That's why Max is number one. He's yeah, dude. The, it's going to get a little bit of edge. But see, that's where I sort of am also concerned that something goes wrong with it because it's a brand new engine. You know can't think I mean? about that. Yeah, no. So I, you I, can't, I, I yeah, can't. So, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. can't. You, have, you have too much on the line. My heart can't. Over whatever. You can't. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you said your wild card is Alpha uh, Pierre on the podium. Yeah. My wild card, as I said before, we'll be talking about Carlos Science again. I think Carlos finishes ahead of Charles. Wow. Yeah, that's a good wild card. That's a yeah. good wild card. I uh, I don't know. Do you think it's like, do you think they both finish? Yeah, I think they both finish. But cool. I, think, I think Carlos just has a good, just has a better, a better day. I mean, he finished yeah. uh, six behind Lando in the 29th, or that was qualifying. Where did he actually finish? Uh, yeah, he finished sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019 in the McLaren, um, yeah, yeah. you know, just, I mean, he finished behind the two Mercedes, the two Ferraris and Max. So like, you know, that's, that's no slouch. Um, yeah. He's not fucking around. That's for sure. And, and he's been looking great all season. I think yeah. this is where he, you know, like I said, just finishes ahead of, of Charles. I don't know that he has before or not this season, but I just feel like this is, this is a race where he will. So. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, man. I think uh, I think you got a good call there. That's oh boy, that's interesting. That's exciting. This is gonna be an exciting race, man. I fucking love F one. I love F one. I fucking love it. It's just it's the best. It's so great, dude. It's so great, and I love that we can share it together and. Uh, I hope that there's some people out there who are enjoying sharing it with us. Uh, and like, you know, I love in our group chat, uh, you know, like friend of the show, Jacob Harrington watches a lot of baseball. I mm-hmm. love whenever he sends like, you know, minute and a half clips. Of yeah. Really exciting parts of baseball games. We should start doing that. We should start sending people clips from F1. But the thing is, I would just send them the whole hour and a half of the race. and be like, just yeah. watch it. Because like, you should watch this exciting. from beginning to end. Yeah. It's, this it's, is. It's all of this is as exciting as the most exciting parts of a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. And more, though, because it's like it's it's as if it was the most exciting part of the baseball game and all of the baseball teams were playing at the same time. Right. Like in the same game. And you know what goes really fast? Like a, a fastball. But you know what's twice as fast as a fastball, a major league baseball fastball is an F1 car. Yeah. And it, and it goes for an hour and a half at that speed. And it has a person inside of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a baseball that goes as fast as a fastball for an hour and a half. Twice as fast. Human. Yeah, d- yeah, twice as fast with a person inside of it. Yeah. It's crazy. Look, baseball is great. It's a great sport to take a nap. Yeah, chill out. Right? Have a hot dog. Yeah, great yeah. time. Yeah. F1 is here for people who like to drink and fucking fight, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's, Champ- that's champagne at 9 a.m. on an empty stomach. That's F1. yeah, fucking party on, dude. <laughs> party on, F yeah, F1. F1. <laughs> Amazing, dude. I love it. Uh, we are always uh brought to you by the Movie John Podcast Network. You can find us in a lot of great other shows. I was recent just today, I texted Rosalie and told her how good Cinematic Crypt is. Um, 
it's even, it's great it's genuinely brilliant she does a, a a completely bang up job on on producing that show mm-hmm. uh and if you are at all interested or into old movies uh and and creepy old fun thrillers and, and neat old actors then definitely give cinematic crypto listen uh there's that and a dozen more uh wonderful shows that you can check out in the movie john podcast network and as always you can find us on instagram and twitter at f yeah f1 pod you can email us at f yeah f1 o n e at gmail.com uh i'm on instagram at ian or whatever and uh you can find ryan at silver whatever on twitter and instagram uh and check out all of the great shit that exists in the world because the the world in all of its filth and misery has wonderful little moments of beauty and one of those things is this f1 grand prix track and fuck all you that don't agree i'm right there with you uh i do quickly want to plug that movie john uh that again we are part of uh has launched a patreon yes Uh, you get a good deal you get a pin yeah if you sign up by july 7th you get a pin for free uh, we will later be selling that pin for more money than you can get it uh, by joining the Patreon because you can start at just five bucks, which will get you, if you sign up now for five bucks, you'll get the next issue of the print zine in the mail. You'll get a pin. Uh, I just started a new Patreon exclusive podcast where every month I'm going to sit down with somebody from the Movie John staff, kind of do an interview with them, talk about how we think about film criticism. And then we're going to dig into a new release. Uh, so Rosalie joined me for the first episode. We talked about Censor, which is a super cool horror movie about video nasties um, in Britain, which is like, it's super fun. So check that out. Uh, you can find all the details on moviejohn.com or patreon.com slash moviejohn. Hell yeah. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we will be back next week to recap the French Grand Prix. Uh, I'm Ian. That's Ryan. Ryan, F-E-F-1, dude. F-E-F. No, next week we'll be recapping France and previewing the Formula yeah, 1 Grosse Play Steiner Mark 2021, baby. The Steiner Mark. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. We get three weeks in a row. This is just like 2020 all over again, except without oh, people dying. It's great. Yeah, hell yeah. So we will see you next week. F-E-F. F-E-F, dude. F-E-F.